morning, everyone. Good Saturday morning, everyone. Happy coffee moaning. Hope you've all had a good moan. Hope you're all moaning. Hello. Good morning, Dodo Dixon. I don't watch TV, sorry, but I do love a good horror thriller movie or any Cary Grant movie. Cary Grant is a name you don't hear mentioned a lot these days, is there? Isn't there? Isn't there? Is it? Isn't it? Isn't it? Is there? Hi, Joni. Hope your teddy is excited about next week. Uh, Joni, the ex-wife or creatures great and small. I think we're talking about favourite shows, are we? Um, God Almighty, we're in the we're in the we're in the flight path of Christmas, guys. Which of course means we've got to hit Halloween. So at ten thirty, not eleven o'clock, ten thirty, you're going to be watching um, a couple of curly witches. The witches, the the witches of Croydon, um, giving it some large. What they can do with a witch's broom, you wouldn't like to know. But put it this way, it involves origami. Um, good morning, everyone. Hope you're well. If you're listening on podcast, welcome. Obviously, we will try and avoid just pictorial stories like this one. You're desperate to know what I just showed. Um, and we're going to try and avoid stories like this one. Which... Nadia will put a bit more meat on the bones of, or flesh on the bones of, later today. Um, anyway, so we've been playing, I've been sort of going through the papers. It's, it's a weird moment, isn't it? Uh, you know, a number of people have said in the week, is there any way we can just like not talk about the Israel-Palestine crisis? Um, and, you know, I understand that. I get it. It's, it's depressing. It's sad. And so I've tried to find some very, you know, you know what? Most of the papers aren't. Are only covering it because, of course, there's huge interest, there's huge uh, concern. I would like to just stress that one of the other reasons that we have a sort of extra focus on it is half the family is Arabic, uh, and that would understandably mean that it holds a certain sort of what's the you know a, a large place in our hearts and our minds as we watch the awful humanitarian disaster that has that is unfolding. Um, that said. Uh, at least 20 trucks have been allowed in with about 24 bottles of Evian. So that's surely going to, you know, that's just going to sort out the bombardment. That's called sarcasm. Um, Julie, Mark, I had another mental health appointment yesterday and the core coordinator is going to get a doctor diagnosed. Good on, good on you, Julie. I'm pleased. That's good news. Good news. So I'm just going to float through the, um, you can't not talk about it. Thank you, Steph Schultz. Uh, yep, the aid is going through. Let's just hope it's enough and let, let's hope it doesn't descend into total chaos because, uh, it feels like the warnings are already there, that all the, the signs are already there, that many, many Gazan or Palestinian Americans obviously are seeking to get out. Um, and Egypt, uh, I think a lot's going to be, I think a lot's going to be tried to be made of Egypt being the country that's trying to block things. Um, and I think what we have to understand for the countries around Palestine, including Jordan, um, is that they already, Jordan especially, already has over 3 million Palestinians. They have more Palestinians in Jordan than there are in Gaza. So, you know, bear this in mind. They, you know, and that presents all sorts of structural problems for these countries, even if it is for the West, a huge help. So, you know, when, when you get countries like Egypt, we don't know what the nature of the blockage is. They were trying to repair roads and all that kind of stuff. But I'm pretty certain the narrative is going to flow pretty soon that it's the Arab states that are blocking humanitarian aid. That's, that, that's the narrative I'm waiting for anyway. So um, so don't be surprised. Uh, Rishi Sunak, though, come on. We've got to give credit where credit's due. Rishi Sunak flew out there. 
without a stepladder, which is why he's kind of looking up with such a sort of aching neck. He he doesn't look like he knows who he's talking to, does he? He looks sort of completely disorientated. Anyway, it could be argued, you know, I stand corrected. It could be argued that Rishi Sunak and his chat with the Qataris, could that have been involved in the important news that two, uh, hostage, two hostages, US mother and daughter, uh, have been freed um, after a long wait. So the tanks are still waiting. Two hostages have been released. Are we seeing a ratcheting down of drama? Possibly. Possibly. Huge protests are, demonstrations are happening in London today uh, in terms of the Palestinian cause. So I don't know. We feel like we're at a point now where potentially all certain things are happening in certain ways that could just start to minimise the heat in this story. So, yeah, but there's old Rishi on a dishy doing his thing. Um, anyway, the other news in the papers, so we're going to move on quite quickly, is Storm Babbitt. It might not be affecting the south of England, but my God, some of the images and, and stories coming out of Scotland and, and from the north of England. Has anyone here been struck by Storm Babbitt? It's a curious name, isn't it? I wonder what the, it's not sort of... I don't know why you sort of think sort of British storms, you know, when they name them, they'd be like, I don't know, Storm Beryl or Brian or whatever. But um, Storm Babbitt, has anyone here been, been uh, uh, Karen Reynolds, you're on the Norfolk coast, lots of rain here. Um, I think it's the meteorological office uh, journey that decides their names. So, yeah, this is the, so plane skids off runway, quite literally. Floodwaters rise in Suffolk. Um you know, there have been three deaths, uh, people evacuated on boats. There's been photographs of uh, a sort of seaside village or a, uh, in um, Aberdeenshire, completely covered in foam. I couldn't get a good picture, picture of it. Uh, look, there you go. Uh, tragically, the death toll has risen. Leeds, Surrey, car tiptoe. I didn't feel any sense of the storm yesterday whatsoever. Um, uh, and flooding there. Uh, this is also the news, tragically, uh, sadly, the news of um, Queen of the Windsors, Hayden Gwynn, actress, who's died at the age of 66. Um, recent cancer diagnosis. She was best known for, who remembers Drop the Dead Donkey? That was a good show, wasn't it? That was a that was a sort of, you know, it was a kind of precursor to the thick of it, sort of piss-takey news channel or newsroom kind of kind of comedy. Um, Hayden Gwynn, she was 66. She was also, she also played Queen Camilla in the royal satire sitcom The Windsors. Her agent said, it's with great sadness we're sharing with you that following her recent diagnosis with cancer, the star of stage and screen, Hayden Gwynn, died in hospital in the small hours of Friday, October the 20th. Oh, yeah, you know, it's just she was also uh, played jo Joanna Graham in Peak Practice. Uh, she was also well known. She uh, she received two Olivia Award nods for her performance in Billy Elliot the Musical. Um, so uh, yeah, tragically sad there, Hayden Hayden Gwynn. Um, yeah, Grace Ann Martin. Drop the Dead Donkey was so ahead of its time, wasn't it? It was such a. It's, it was so funny. It was just so funny. It's that sort of whole thing of you know, a sort of brutal, ruthless newsroom tripping over themselves to make news. But, uh, but yeah, um, watch. Oh, this is the story that I didn't get a chance to talk to you about last week. This is the story of a 13 year old boy who was playing with a water pistol um, and found himself suddenly surrounded. 
by something like 13 armed policemen who all kind of muscled him to the floor and arrested him. Um, and then it was an off-duty police officer who said, we've got an individual with a gun. He, he was he was water pistoling. Now, you know, again, some of these water pistols can look pretty convincing, but I guess water might have been coming out of it, right? Um, anyway, so uh, an investigation is happening uh, into whether this was a sort of race thing, because by all accounts, um, uh, he was black. So again, you know, you know, but I mean, imagine, apparently he's had to have some kind of counselling. His mother came out whilst the guns were pointing at him, literally. I mean, imagine having 13 guns all pointing at you and you're arrested. You're thir- I mean, you're just playing a game of water. I mean, pr- the problem here is less the boy with the water pistol, but water pistol makers making water pistols that look like guns, I guess. Um, imagine how scary that was. And it's very rare that he was arrested in situ and then unarrested when his mother came out and gave them what for. It's like, it always makes me think of that, I'm going up the school type thing. But good God, imagine a mum standing in front of 13 armed officers and saying, get this thing your fucking hook. Leave my boy alone. Um, warning to half-term tourists, bedbugs like to go on holiday too. Basically, Britons are being urged to check your luggage, guys. Check your luggage. And let's face it. If Nadja and Dina have come back with a dildo, what else have they brought back with them? That's what I want to know. They might. I hope you check that dildo for bed bugs. Dildo with bed bugs. Um, this is the story. Tourists bitten by the travel bug should be aware. <laughs> Clever little bit of titling there. Should not be. Uh, should be made aware. This may not be the only creepy crawly they encounter. Check your bags. Check your beds. Check your chairs. Check the planes. Check everywhere. Everywhere. You could be itchy. Who's itching now? If I now say itchy bed bug in your armpit and you don't know if it's there and you might not see it, and, and it could be there and you don't know, is anyone itching right now? I am. I'm really itching. 75% rise in reports of bed bugs in Spain. So bed bugs have gone from France to Spain, but they apparently they, they don't like England, the UK, because we're not in the EU. Um, Anyone scratching? Anyone itching? I love this bed bug distraction story like they're new and about to take over along with robots and Arnie. God, Anna Marie Shellard, Arnie. You're showing your age there, love. AI's moved on since the Terminator. Arnold Schwarzenegger, his eyebrows are sensational. Have you seen them recently? There was a photograph of him and Jamie Lee Curtis 30 years after whatever that film was they did together. His eyebrows are phenomenal. They look like they've been weightlifting of their own. Um, oh, let, just to make you feel a little bit, oh, look, there's a bed bug. Bed bugs can latch onto clothing, luggage, secondhand furniture, and the underside of cars. Fucking hell. You've got to check under your cars, apparently. Bed bugs are hitching lifts. Right. This is AI. Is this AI for good ends? Lifespan forecast. Artificial intelligence tool or a new tool can predict how long cancer patients have to live. This goes to the heart of, okay, it, this, is a, this is a heavy question. If you knew you had a terminal illness, would you want to know how long you had left? I've always said, I don't know if I do. Happy birthday, Ellery. Happy, happy, happy birthday. Remind us on the Curly Cooks and I'll get, I'll get those two to sing to you. Um, Arnie was in the little brochure last week. Um, oh, Edward Bevington, they're parasitic crustaceans. That's not a nice way to describe the Conservative Party. Um, 
Yes, you would want to know. Yeah, okay, well, this is now, it's now possible to tell how, much more accurately how long a cancer patient has left to live, scientists have found out. Um, by training artificial intelligence, researchers have generated predictions which are accurate to within 10 months. That doesn't feel, I mean, how accurate do we want it? I don't know. I've often talked about this idea that once you know what you're working towards, don't you sort of, doesn't a fight or a light or a fire go out? Catherine Cronin, classic example. Here we go. Look, I do have a terminal illness, but it's gone from three to five years to decades. Very happy to know that. Oh, and are you saying that, but maybe this tech wouldn't tell you that. Does tech, this tech predicting how long you've got to live, can you keep getting it checked again? So that, I mean, I I don't know. I, I, I feel very, very agnostic about the idea of knowing when you're going to die. I mean, of course, I can understand the argument that it means you can prepare and you can make the most of, but if can you not make the most of, try and make the most of in whatever way possible without knowing the, act, the actual date? I, I don't know. It just, I don't know. Um, rugby. I don't ever talk about rugby because I can't fucking stand it, but it's a big match tonight by all accounts, isn't it? Uh, it's a big nap, is it, tonight? Um, they're playing the Springboks, England, so it's going to be lots and lots and lots of rug- rugby, rugby, rugby. Well, apparently, South Africa's secret weapon is their glamorous physio. I did, the reason I pulled this it is I wanted to ask you all, what do they mean by the dark arts when it comes to a physio? Does anyone know? This woman apparently engages in the dark arts of physio. There she is. Look, you can see her sort of between those two spring boxes. Tiny, tiny little thing. Um, so England gets ready for the semi-final. Physiotherapist Rene Naylor has played a key role in the reigning champion success, including their notorious use of the dark arts. What the fuck are the dark arts? Who is she? What is this woman? She J.K. Rowling or something? What the fuck's going on? What, what, what does she do? I want to know. Hi, welcome, Rachel. Don't start, mine would say, don't start any long novels. Don't like rugby either. They play too rough, Susanna Charolumbus. Um, It takes doomsday to another level, Mandy Nanny. I know. It is like Harry Potter. <clears throat> Cough, don't ask. Ship lollipop, that's naughty. Now, this is an odd one. Look at this, this story. Sticking with rugby. Banned from the student union, men in blue shirts and chinos. I haven't heard the word chino in 25 years. I didn't know chinos still exist, existed. So a student union has banned blue shirts and chinos following dangerous behavior by revelers wearing them. This is the idea that, by and large, a, a, a man in a blue shirt and chinos is a rugby reveler. I have to say, rugby revelers are quite quite rowdy. I mean, it's weird because on the one hand, people always say, oh, rugby people are so gentle and, and they're sort of gentle giants. And then they try and tear each other's ears off and put their penises in pints. It's such a sort of dichotomy, isn't it? Cardiff University Union said anyone spotted in the outfit of a blue shirt and chinos, typically associated with members of rugby associations, will be refused entry to its club nights. Talk about prejudice. Talk about prejudice. But it's funny, isn't it? When you look at that photo, what do you think? What's the first thought? Rugby or penis in pint. That's what I think. As soon as I see that, I think penis in pint. Me tube, the rugby spectrum. 
Reese Roberts, I'm more of a Chino's guy these days. Since the pandemic, find it really uncomfortable. I know what you mean. My, my girls always say, Dad, jeans are really uncomfortable, but I'm not going to wear Chino's. Absolutely not. Not now, anyway. Uh, this is funny. Does Radio 4 make drivers more likely to crash the car? <laughs> drivers who tune into speech-based radio rather than music may be more likely to crash. Why? Because you start remonstrating with the fucking idiots talking, don't you? You're like, what the fuck are you phoning in for? Listening to stations like BBC Radio 4 and Talk Radio increases errors. Volunteers drove too fast, drifted out of their lane and frequently forgot to indicate because they were preoccupied with radio chatter. We were talking about this the other day. It's getting to the point where the very essence of being a human is too distracting to drive. So I think we should only drive on our own with no other stimuli whatsoever. I just thought that was quite funny, the idea that Radio 4 makes people crush. I, didn't, I thought it might have been out of boredom. Uh, oh, look, I saw this and I actually felt really sad. I thought, oh, there's the Queen. I haven't seen her for a while. Is anyone else missing the Queen? I am. Drama Queen. What, what an imaginative title. How Liz nailed TV lines. A weary Queen Elizabeth, towards the end of her days, obviously, was ploughing on until she nailed her lines. Uh, her determination impressed actor and writer Simon Farnaby, who played the royal footman in the clip. He said the director would come in and say, Mom, could you just be a bit gentler? And she'd say, she'd be, go, she'd be so sweet and go, I'm so sorry. Yes, of course. She was a pro. She was a pro. Absolute pro. Italy's Prime Minister dumps foursome bid lover. Yep, Italy's PM has dumped her long-term boyfriend after he asked a female TV colleague for a foursome. What I don't understand about this is, how does he ask someone else for a foursome if he hasn't got the prior agreement of two other people? Who are the other two people? Georgia Maloney, 46... Huh? That's funny. It is funny. He hasn't negotiated the deal yet. He's literally, he's greedy and he's an opportunistic and he's presumptuous. She's dumped him because he asked someone for a foursome, but he's only got her and he's only asked one person. Who's the fourth? Where's the fourth person? I want to know that. That's my question. Plus, it's just like, come on. If you had a foursome, how would it work? Insanely complicated, tricky, difficult, and quite distressing, I'd have thought. Um, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's Danny Dyer on the left. Yeah, but that's not what I'm talking about. All washed up. Cooking is a no-no. We hate doing the dishes. Uh, lazy Brits are turning to ready meals and takeaways to avoid washing up. Have to confess, it's a huge, huge benefit to the chicken Kiev that you can get from um, Sainsbury's or Waitrose or Marks and Spencer's. It's fantastic. You just put it in a tray, you put it in the you just put it on one little plate, and that's it. Um, cooking is a no-no. Millions are ditching cooking, with seventy-six percent admitting they buy microwavable food to avoid the chore. Do you? Tom Knowles playing Twister. I was once at a party, and they said, "Let's play Naked Twister." I ran fast. To the bathroom. <laughs> um, what did I just ask? Uh, something. Uh, oh, well, do you like washing up? Stew and dumplings today, says Rachel. Don't know why, but there we go. Um, not good for the gut, says Catherine Cronin. What? Uh, microwave food. Oh, microwave food, of course. Chicken Kiev's though. Chicken. Who? Whatever. Ha can I just ask this question? Can someone tell me where I can get the chicken Kiev balls? They used to come in the bags. 
little balls. Iceland. They still do them. Oh, Nadia, Nadia That's just where said Iceland. Them. That's where you used to get them. But they don't, I, you know. Zoe Agnew, Naked Twister. It's just a green, a foot on a, a foot on green and your left arm on red and it's all over. Um, fun headline. Oh, I've done the cooking as a no-no. Fun headline. Weather moons. Quite a few interestingly creative bits of journalistic headlining here. Better if you cleft, sir. <laughs> Better if you cleft. Um, pub boots out nudist for showing his bum. A nudist was asked to leave a Weatherspoons pub for flashing his bum at a mum and a teen daughter. That's too much. That's too much. I don't want to look at a man's crack when I'm having a pint. Look, there he is. A little, little photo. I should have got a photo of him. There he is. Uh, I've, cu- I've come here for the crack. Richard Collins, 67, was wearing a short skirt with no undies when he bent over to pick up a poppadom and gave the pair an eyeful. It's all got a bit weird. Excusey moi um, this is This is one really for the curly cooks. Oh, no, it's not. Yeah, that is. What is that? Oh, for the loaf of cod. <laughs> uh, a chippy is earning a crust by serving fish suppers inside a hollowed out loaf. Feels a bit desperate, this one. I don't really get this. Customers are traveling miles. I think that's an exaggeration for the dish and demand it's so great some have been turned away. Steak and kidney puddings or pies or chili are filled into a loaded loaf. Is this a thing? A loaded loaf? Do you know that? Maybe it's a thing. They do loaded lobby, a local meat stew with beet. Okay, that's uh, none of that. You have too much washing. Um, Ignore our baked bean rules and your toast, says Heinz. Heinz has the perfect recipe for eating your baked beans. And it's hardly um, massively surprising, nor a shock to the system what they've said. Toast two slices of white farmhouse bread. Store your can. Now, this is important. Store your can of Heinz upside down and shake before opening. Didn't know that. Didn't know, you, didn't know you should store it upside down. Warm the beans on the hob, but never boil. Butter your toast. Spoon the beans on top. What part of that did we not already know? That's the bit I don't understand. What bit of that did we not already know? Toast to... Fuck off. What a load of old nonsense. So but there's a shot of some... Ba- Does anyone like baked beans on toast? I can't stand them. Got to keep it simple. Oh, I see. Is that what they're saying? Just keep it simple. I like the tip of storing the can upside down, I suppose. I think that's a good That's a good tip. Yeah. Punch and Judy performer seeks a seaside apprentice. Yeah. One of the few remaining seaside Punch and Judy performers is planning to take on an apprentice to make sure the show goes on. Is anyone else here, though, of the opinion that Punch and Judy is quite odd? It was, it was always a weird one when I used to take... I mean, there's less and less of them, but certainly when I took Izzy to see one somewhere and you see them battering the hell out of Judy, you sort of think, this is odd. This is odd. I mean, I know it's only, you know, it's like cartoon, but it is odd. It is odd. Um, going back to food, Harrods, the £28 sandwich, Harrods butty is too much of a good thing. It's just a sandwich, they say on social media, but it, no, it's not. Um, it's two slices of fresh sourdough, gold mustard mayo, mushrooms, and Japanese seared steak. 
Not for me, but just saying those words in that order has made my stomach growl like a growler. I'm just going to pop this up just for a moment, just because it makes me chuckle. Yeah, so this is a sandwich at Harrods that costs £28, featuring Wagyu beef, truffle butter. The, he the sandwich is heavy on umami, but gone in 10 expensive mouthfuls. Sorry. Do they want us to do a taste test? Oh, uh, would you like a taste test of a £28 sandwich? Cheese. cheese. It's not a cheese sandwich. Only, no. do it, only do it if they want a taste test. Only do it if you want a taste, if you want a taste test. Do you want to watch Nadia wearing nothing eating a £28 cheese sandwich? Cheese sandwich. Wagyu sandwich. Morning, Marks. Hope you're well. Uh, there's, there's one last vision of it. How? It's ridiculous. I love my Tesco meal deal, cheese and onion sandwich, and a chicken flavour packet of crisps. Love it. Just love it. Um, striking actors face Halloween ban. This is this is quite remarkable. Because of the act because of the actors' strike, actors aren't allowed to wear outfits of characters that belong to the studios they're disputing against. So, so striking Hollywood actors have been banned from dressing up as popular film characters for Halloween. Oh, it's a hard life, isn't it? Being Ryan Gosling, because of course he was planning on going as Ken, the living dead, living Ken. Lady Gaga, she's on stage with Mick Jagger. Apparently, uh, the Rolling Stones' new album is supposed to be very good. Lady Gaga looks every bit the rock star. She joins Rolling Stones on stage. Look at her, there she is, giving it some. I, I think it's quite something that all those members of the band obviously with the exception of the drummer, uh, are, st are still standing. You've got to give it to Mick Jagger. As his head gets bigger and his body gets tinier, he just keeps on going, doesn't he? He just keeps on going. Oh, Me Too, Lady Gaga's track on the album is the best one. Wow, I must check that out, actually. Um, oh, look at that. Some pictures. For those of you listening, sorry. Uh, this is a kaleidoscope at the Twist Museum on Oxford Street, which combines science and art. And a young girl, very excited about seeing her head in it. That's quite fun, isn't it? Uh, that's uh, one of the, uh, well, that's a wave crashing against South Shields Pier. Oh, no, hang on. Is that right? Yeah, South Shields Pier, Tynanware at sunrise on Thursday before Storm Babbitt brought severe weathering, weather. That's a great photo, isn't it? Stunning. Uh, that, oh, Christ. Oh, I, think they, I think they probably didn't use enough makeup on nads, I think, on, on Loose Women this week. No, that's, a, that's the face of an eel. Quite something, isn't it? Oh, look at these. These will make you smile. These will make you smile. Look at this. Sprocker Spaniel Bonnie as she goes to get the ball. Great photos. Look at this. Do you want, do you want, who wants another great photo? Do you want another great photo? Oh, I think that's someone at the door. Wow. Here we go. Ah, oh, look at that. What a shot. Oh. Oh, you want one more? Look at that. <gasps> I could look at that image for days, hours, minutes, years. I, I want to show that to Maddie. Isn't that beautiful? That's No, that's not Mick Jagger. No, that's so sweet. It's like a doggy version of the Nirvana album, isn't it? Oh, guys. Guys, 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 it means only one thing. It means in 23 minutes, we're going to be going to 
the curly witches of Croydon. And there'll be no microwave meals. No microwave waves over there. <laughs> it's just going to be wall-to-wall witchiness. Because, of course, it's Halloween next week, isn't it? So, guys, have a lovely day. As I say, I did promise the uh, <laughs> the last... Um, where were we? Studland is going to be landing. Uh, that will be landing this weekend. Um, as I said, it's a live uh, No Name Sunday show tomorrow. And uh, I'm seeing. I'm picking up Nanny Die later. Um, and Killers of the Flower Moon is landing. Review, Reese. I can't wait to find out what you thought of it. Um, have a lovely. Well, see you. In, what am I talking about? See you in 22 minutes. So I'm going to sit here and just wave. Oh, and Ellery, happy birth. Are we still here? Ellery, Ellery, am I still live? Ellery, Ellery, Ellery. Oh, the whole thing's just gone. Oh, don't do this. What's happened? Why is? Hang on. I think. So, hang on. Can you still hear me? Am I still live? Can you see on your phone if I'm still live? I think I'm still live. I can't get out of the, uh, I can't get out of StreamYard. StreamYard has crashed. Sorry, guys, if you're still there and you can still hear me, you probably can. Am I, am I still there? Am I still there? Still chatting away? No, that's not right. What's that? Uh, 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 uh. Hello, 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 hello. Have a good one, Mark. That's weird.